Coming up this week, hear all about Natalie's trip to Walt Disney World. Welcome to this week's episode of To the Mouse and Back. I'm very sorry that again there was no episode last week. I did mention in the last episode that I had shingles. Uh, What I failed to mention is that I actually got them in my eye, which is awful, which is completely, completely terrible. And um, it means I'm dealing with the lingering effects of the damage that the virus caused. So my eye is recovering, thankfully, but I usually do my podcast editing in the evenings. And by then my eyes are just super fatigued. So anyway, I am hoping to be back to every two weeks now. So um, before we get to the trip report, I have kind of a random question for you guys. So I started this podcast to focus on trip reports um, because that's what I'm most interested in. I have done a few episodes that weren't trip reports. In episode six, I talked to Lauren about her Disney wedding, and I've talked to Danny in a couple of other episodes about living in Orlando and avoiding kids at Disney. I've gotten requests for some other non-trip report episodes, and I'm just kind of curious, what do you guys want to hear on this podcast? I definitely want to stay focused on the parks. I don't want to branch out into the giant Disney universe of movies and other entertainment and stuff like that. But I'm just kind of wondering, do you guys want to hear a broader variety of Disney park-focused topics or just stick to trip reports? So let me know. I'd love to hear from you. You can tweet at me at mouseandbackpod, or you can send me an email at rachel, that's R-A-C-H-E-L, at tothemouseandback.com, and just let me know what you think. Anyway, this week we are going to hear from Natalie. She was at Disney World for two weeks, which just sounds super fun and also super exhausting to me. Uh, She was there over Christmas. So for those of you already planning trips for November or December of this year, you'll get to hear all about the holidays. Next week's episode is the first 2019 trip that I've recorded this year. So this will be the last Christmas episode that you'll hear for a while. All right, let's jump into Natalie's trip. Hey, Natalie, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. How are you? I am great. I'm really good. Getting really excited for our trip. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I mean, I love these, the pre-trip interviews that I do are so much fun because people are so excited. And then the post-trip interviews, there's usually this like, almost like depression hanging over it of like, it was fun, but now I'm back and I'm back at work. And <laughs> Yes. Disney depression is real. It is very real. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Awesome. Well, tell me a little bit before we talk about your trip, what is your Disney history? Um, so I did not go to Disney when I was little. Um, the first time I ever went to a Disney park was to Disneyland when I was 17. And then two years later, I went to Walt Disney World when I was 19. And I'd always been a Disney kid. I was always into the princesses. Um, stuff like that. But that kind of reignited my love of Disney. And then I actually did the college program, the Disney college program in 2009. And that got me even more excited for Disney. And then um, married my husband in 2013, at the end of 2013. And we honeymooned there in early 2014. And he caught the bug. So now it's just been an every year thing for us. So nice. I find that some people are immune to that Disney bug. But for most people, it's pretty contagious. Once you get into that bubble, it's just like, you know, you're a kid again, you're all your 
cares and I mean, all your worries kind of go away and you're yeah. just able to like, you know, I'm, and I'm a big sap. So I still cry every time I see the castle. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you were in the college program, what kind of like, what area did you work in? I was, um, I was in a merchandise, um, role. So I worked in the, in three different shops. Um, I was at Epcot. So I worked, um, at Penn Central, which is kind of right behind the, the information board at Epcot. I worked in Club Cool, which is where you try all the different sodas. Mm -hmm. And then I worked in Art of Disney. Awesome. Okay, cool. All right. So what is your planning style as you plan these trips? Are you someone who likes a lot of structure built into your plans and going to know what you're going to do and where you're going to be each day? Are you someone who likes to build in as much flexibility as possible? Where do you fall on that scale? I think I'm sort of in the middle. When I first started going back to Disney again, you know, regularly, I was like, no, I have to have every day planned to the T. I have to know where I'm going, what I'm doing. Now with just having been more times in the recent years, I find myself, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I am still a planner. I have to have a spreadsheet. I know what parks we're going to be in on what days. Um, I have our, our advanced dining reservations booked. So I know kind of where we need to be at what time. I have our fast passes booked, of course, but I'm also not one to say that I don't want change. If something comes up in the middle of a day and we need to make a change, then I make a change. But I do have that structure of having a spreadsheet with where what parks we're going to be at and what we're going to basically be doing on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, let's talk about the trip that you have coming up. So what are your actual trip dates? So we will be at Walt Disney World from Saturday, November the 24th through Sunday, December the 9th. I don't know if you know this yet, but that is a long trip. (laughs) It is a very long trip. And um, we typically are like a seven to 10 day trip taker. Uh But this year we actually actually, um, bought into the Disney Vacation Club at the end of last year. So we kind of had two years of points worth to use all at once. So we said, you know what, let's just take a nice long trip. So that's what we decided to do this year. Fun. So you are a DVC member. Tell me a little bit about when you signed up for that. Did you guys, was it something you kind of researched on your own? Did you go to a presentation while you were at the park? How did you decide to do that? So when we, when we honeymooned in 2014, we went to a presentation because they like to give you nice incentives. And back then it was a hundred dollar gift card. Mm. That's a free dinner, you know? So um, we had done the a thing back in 2014 and we were like, no, it's not the right time for us. We're just not, we're not financially in a place where this makes sense for us. And then um, we were walking through Disney Springs last December and, you know, you see the people and my husband just went up and just started looking through the booklets and they're like, oh, would you like to go to a presentation? You get, um, it was a $50 gift card. And so we said, my husband is always one for, you know, hey, gift card. So we said, sure. And we went and the way they broke it down and we knew, we knew what types of trips we wanted to take. We knew how long we would want to stay. We knew that we, it was most likely just going to be the two of us um, for right now because we don't have children. So we knew what we could afford and it just, it just happened that it fits in our budget now. So um, we bought in that day and then right around the time we got home from our trip, we had already booked our, our first DVC stay. So 
Awesome. And what is your home resort? Our home resort is the Polynesian. Okay. Okay. Awesome. All right. So who is going on this trip with you? So it'll be me and my husband, uh, Sean, for the entire trip. Um, My mom and brother will be flying over there with us on the 24th. And then they will be flying home on December the 1st. And then a friend of mine from Connecticut, her name is Wendy. She will be coming to visit us um, for the last six days that we are there. Okay. I forgot to ask the trip dates that you're that you're taking the November 24th through December 9th. How did you pick those dates? Um, so we so we try to pick it um, around my birthday. My birthday is actually December the 1st. The last three years that we've gone, we've gone around my birthday. So the first time that we did this time of year, it was my 30th birthday. So I was, you know, oh my gosh, I'm getting older. And I said, I can't be depressed if you take me to Disney on my birthday. So (laughs) um, we, um, and my husband, um, so we live in Texas now and that's where I'm from, but my husband's from up North and he cannot stand the heat. Mm -hmm. So he will, there is no way I will ever get him to Disney in like May through September. It'll have to be those, you know, those cooler quote unquote cooler months of the year. And then our anniversary is in November. So it's kind of like an anniversary, birthday, trip, all rolled into one. So Nice. So you said you are coming from Texas. Do you guys drive or fly there? We do fly. We live in a town, we live in a city called Corpus Christi. And we will drive to Houston, which is about a three-hour drive. And then we will fly um, from Houston to Orlando. It's a nonstop flight on Southwest. Nice. Southwest is awesome for those nonstop flights to Orlando. It is. It is. And those two free bags. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Now, staying at the Polynesian, what kind of room do you have? So we have, um, well, and then also because it's such a a long stay, we are doing two different resorts. So the first first nine nights that we're there, we're at um, Saratoga Springs. Okay. And we are at the Polynesian for the last six nights. In both resorts, we are in a, a deluxe studio. Okay. All right. So Saratoga, how long are you at Saratoga Springs? Did you say? Saratoga Springs is nine nights. Okay. And then the pollen is six nights. Okay. And you're at a deluxe studio for each. Yes. Awesome. Okay. What made you decide to do the split stay between Saratoga Springs and Polynesian? Um, so the only other deluxe property that we've ever resort that we've ever stayed at is Animal Kingdom Lodge. So we wanted to do something that we wanted to try. We wanted to have the chance to try different resorts. We were actually going to split it up into three, but we just couldn't find the availability in any of the other resorts that we wanted to try. Mm-hmm. So we just stuck with Saratoga and then our home is the Polynesian. So, you know, we of course did that one. Awesome. All right. So for that long in the park, do you guys have annual passes for the trip? So we do. Um, we, myself and my husband do. We decided last year to buy them. So our annual pass actually expires on December the 10th. Okay. So we're, so we're there, you know, on the 9th, we'll use it and then it'll expire. We do not have plans to renew right now um, because it just won't work for us in this coming year. Our next trip is not, won't, you know, we won't get two trips out of one annual pass, which is what we tried to do with, with this trip. Mm-hmm. So we do have annual passes and then my mom, brother, and friend both have, um, or all three have park hopper passes for the number of days that they are there for. Okay, awesome. So tell me a little bit about 
how did you decide your park plan? You know, when you've got five days in the parks, you know, it's, I feel like it's usually a little bit easier to say like how you're going to divide your time. But when you have that much time, how do you make your dining reservations and your fast passes? How do you kind of put that plan together? So for me this year, it was kind of cool because, because we had two different groups coming with us. We basically got, it's kind of like we have one trip with one group of people and then another trip with another group of people. Okay. So I kind of um, attacked it from that point of view. So I said, okay, look, my mom and brother are there for eight days. That means two days in each park. And then um, my friend Wendy is there for six days, well, seven days. And I said, okay, so that's one day at each park. And then I think I omitted a second day at Animal Kingdom. Okay. And then I kind of attacked it like that. I did the same thing with the advanced dining reservations. We typically had gotten in kind of complacent. There's a couple of places that we love to eat every time. But then it's been a while since my mom and brother have been, and it's been a while since my friend has been. So we're trying to hit some of our favorite places, but then we're also trying new places. So that's kind of how I just, I just kind of split it. I almost thought of it as two different trips and just worked from that perspective. Okay. In for that second trip, when you had to decide which park you wouldn't hit a second day, what made you pick Animal Kingdom? So I think because... I know we can get everything done there in one day. And with the park hopper, there's the flexibility that if like on a night when Magic Kingdom closes early for the Christmas party, uh-huh. we go over to Animal Kingdom for a few hours if there's stuff that we miss. Like if we if she wants to do a nighttime safari or something like that. Right. Um, so I think because Hollywood Studios has the new Toy Story Land, um, I know she hasn't seen um, Pandora either, but... To me, my top two parks are gonna are always going to be Magic Kingdom and Epcot. So I'm never going to give up a day on those. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. So it had it came down to between Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. And I just was like, you know what? I think we can get everything done in one day at Animal Kingdom. So Okay, awesome. All right. Well, knowing that obviously on your post trip, we're going to be able to hear about a lot of stuff and it's, I'm sure it's hard to summarize, but let's think a little bit about each individual park. So for Magic Kingdom, what are the highlights that you're most excited about there? So for Magic Kingdom, it's definitely um, Happily Ever After. Um, I absolutely love that show, that nighttime spectacular show. It's amazing. Ride wise, it's, I love the Jingle Cruise. I love how they kind of tilt the theming a little bit towards Christmas. And then of course, I love roller coasters. So Splash Mountain, um, Big Thunder Mountain. I'm not so much a Space Mountain person and neither neither is anybody in our family. But those are kind of my and then Seven Dwarves. I do love that ride. I think it's too short. But I do love that ride. But yeah, those are probably my highlights. And then we are going to the Christmas party. So that's a that's a big time highlight. Okay, I was going to ask about the Christmas party. When you go to the Christmas party, is your plan that you'll focus mostly on rides with short wait times or that you'll focus mostly on characters or on those special Christmas party only, you know, the treats and the stage shows are a little bit of all of them? I think it will be a little bit of all of them, but I think our least focused area will be the rides. I think we're going to focus more on the fireworks, the parade, the characters, um, the snacks, stuff like that. I mean, with being there for so long and with having so many days in each park, um, we're not so concerned with, you know, the short wait times. And we've heard, you know, there's always people talking about, but we've heard that they 
there's so many people in the parks for these parties now that I, I don't know if they've upped the the limit or, or what, but they say that the lines really aren't that much shorter on some party days. So I'm not, I'm not using that as a gauge for like, oh, there's going to be a five minute wait time for seven dwarves. I know that's not going to be the case. Right. So. When are you doing the Christmas party? Which of those little two mini trips are you hitting up the Christmas party? So that is with my mom and brother. So we're doing the Christmas party on Tuesday, November the 27th. Okay. And with it being a Tuesday, I know Tuesdays tend to be slightly less busy at least. So that's good. Yes, that's what we we knew we didn't want to do a, a Friday or a Sunday. Yeah. Um, so we picked the Tuesday hoping. I think the last two years that we've been, we've also done a Christmas party and it's always been on a Tuesday and we've had pretty good luck. So yeah. Awesome. Okay. All right. So what about Animal Kingdom? What are your highlights you're most excited about for Animal Kingdom? Definitely uh, Pandora. I do. I just like the whole theming of that area. And then with being a, um, so I've always prided Disney on being what I call fluffy friendly. I am a bigger girl. So I have always prided Disney on the fact that I can pretty much go on anything at any of their parks. But I did try um, Flight of Passage last year and it was a no-go for me. Okay. Uh, My husband did ride it and my mom and brother will both be able to ride it. So I want I'm excited to see their reaction. And then I'm also excited to see my other friend Wendy's reaction to the new land, a land that they haven't seen. Um, And we actually last year didn't experience it at night. So I'm excited to experience it at night. And then um, Animal Kingdom actually has my favorite roller coaster, Expedition Everest. That is my favorite roller coaster ride in all of Disney. Okay. That's definitely a highlight. And then the safari, of course. You You can't help but love the animals. And I do love the... People, a lot of people say they don't care for the nighttime safaris, that not a lot's going on. But we did one last year and we got to hear the lions roar. Mm. And that was the first time we had ever heard anything like that. And that was really, really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any dining reservations in Animal Kingdom? Yes. Uh, we have a Yak and Yeti reservation and a Tusker House lunch reservation. The Yak and Yeti is a dinner reservation. And Tusker House is a lunch reservation. Okay. And are you planning to see Rivers of Light while you're there? That one is still kind of up in the air. That one, uh, so my husband and I have seen it. Um, None of the other people that we are going with have seen it. But honestly, it didn't didn't wow me. It's a great, I, I did like it, but it wasn't something that I feel like I have to see every trip. So I think it's just going to kind of depend on how we're feeling on those animal kingdom days. And if we're still good and ready to go and we can make it toward, you know, hopefully the last showing, because some days they do the two shows, then we will see it. If not, it's not kind of a make or break thing for us. Yeah. I feel like you're far from the only person who, who feels that way. Yeah. And that's, it's kind of sad because, you know, it took so long for them to do it. And they put it off for that like six months or eight months or whatever they had put it off for. And it was kind of just, it's just kind of underwhelming, I guess, because we're so used to fireworks and boom, boom, boom. And you can't do that at animal kingdom. So it has to Mm -hmm. be a different type of show, but I think it was just a little bit underwhelming. And even with Disney, like I find myself like my ringtone on my phone is illuminations. Like (laughs) there's, I love Disney, you know, firework shows and Disney, Disney show Disney nighttime shows so it just kind of felt underwhelming yeah so if you've never seen it it's good to see but yeah okay all right what about Hollywood Studios what are your highlights there 
definitely Toy Story Land since um, just all the pictures just make it look so cute. And all the stuff that they've shown with the holiday overlays with it just look really cute. Um, and obviously having never experienced it before. So really looking for, forward to Toy Story Land. Um, I love me some Tower of Terror. Not everybody in my family loves Tower of Terror, but I do <laughs> have a couple people that will ride it with me. Okay. Um, but yeah, those are those are my two highlights from. And then we do have a, we are doing 50s primetime uh, for lunch one day at Hollywood Studios. Okay. I love 50s primetime. I love the atmosphere there. And nobody that's, not even my husband has gone there. So I'm the only person that's ever been there. I went there on, I went there on my college program. So. Okay. And I feel like I have, I've one time got somebody who was just kind of way into the theme to the point that it kind of turned me off. But most of the, of the staff members, you know, the wait staff and whatever, who I've interacted with there, they've just been awesome. Yeah. They can read the people. Like they can tell like if these people are into it or not into it. Like it's the same thing. Like I love um, Whispering Canyon. Um, But if, if that's not your type of restaurant, then don't go there because yeah, (laughs) it will, you will not like it. You will think it is the craziest thing you've ever experienced. Yeah. All right. And then last, but of course, not even remotely least, what are you excited about most for Epcot? Um, So Epcot is my, because that's where I did my college program. It's my, it's my heart. It's my home. Mm -hmm. Uh, So everything at Epcot is is a highlight for me. I I do love the new Soarin' Around the World. I love living with the land. So those are always highlights. And then I've, I've really loved this festival of the holidays that they've, I think this is the third year they've done this um, festival of the holidays. So I love all the different little, you know, it's just another way for them to use food and wine booths basically. But yeah, um, it's, um, you know, there's some fun and festive things and I love, um, I'm really into music. So we, we do the candlelight processional every year that we've been, that we've gone at this time. We do have a um, candlelight processional dining package booked uh, so that we get the, you know, preferred seating. And then I also, I love going to listen to, well, it's Voices of Liberty any other time of the year, but it's the Dickens Carolers in the American Adventure Pavilion at this time of year. And uh-huh. they are they are by far some of my, just, just to go in there and sit on the floor and listen to them sing is amazing. Yeah. Who is your narrator going to be for Candlelight Processional? So our narrator is Helen Hunt. Okay. Yeah, we, um, I had a couple of different days kind of set aside and, Disney was kind of frustrating me this year because they didn't release the last couple of narrators till very late in the game. Yeah. I was like, you're messing with my plans. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to get everything set, but yes, it will be, it will be Helen Hunt. Um, so we're all excited about that. I, you know, she hasn't been in anything in a long time, but I was reading up on her and she's been doing a lot of directing and stuff, but you know, I'm a big fan of like Twister and yeah, you know, as good as it gets in those older movies that she was in. So should be a lot of fun. And, you can't go wrong with all those choir members and those, that orchestra. It's just, it's so pretty. Yeah. When I was in high school, my music program was selected to go to Disney World and our choir sang in the Candlelight Processional. Um, so that all of that stuff holds a very special place in my heart. So, And it really, it's just a, I don't know, just listening to the story of the birth of Jesus and I don't know. It's just a, the whole setting. It's just, it's usually calm and quiet and it's, I don't know. It gives me goosebumps every time. So. Oh yeah. Is there anything else that you're excited about that we haven't talked about yet? 
Um, we are doing some tours. Um, so the last couple of years that my husband and I have gone, we've we've tried to do some t- some of the different um, behind the scenes tours. Uh-huh. Um, so in the past, we've done Keys to the Kingdom. We've done the Behind the Seeds tour at Epcot, uh-huh. and then we did the um, I'm forgetting the name, but it's the it's the World Showcase part of the Epcot tour. Okay. Um, so this year, while my mom and brother are there, all four of us are doing the the future world portion of the Epcot tour. And then my husband and I are doing the Marceline to magic kingdom tour by ourselves. And then when my friend Wendy is there, we are doing the Yuletide fantasy Yuletide fantasy tour um, to see where they like house all the Christmas stuff and how it all gets put together. Fun. Yeah. I love, I love tours. They're a lot of fun. My husband and I did keys to the kingdom in May, which was awesome. It's a very cool tour. And especially for people that have never, you know, I, I was lucky. I was on the college program. I had uh, one of my roommates or two of my roommates worked in Magic Kingdom. Mm. So I've seen Utilidors. I had gone down, you know, to the util- Utilidors and stuff. But like my husband had never experienced something like that. So um, it was very cool. He really likes those kind of getting those backstage moments. Um, so it's very, very cool. Yeah. I listened to Shannon from WDW Prep School. She has a podcast called WDW Prep to Go that I love. And uh-huh. um, she recently, a couple months ago, did the Marceline to Magic Kingdom tour. And yeah. they got to go down in the Haunted Mansion to see how the um, dancing ghosts is done. Oh, very cool. Yeah, they very- got to see some really, really fascinating stuff. So um, I'm really anxious to hear about how these tours go for you. Yeah, they uh, we're really looking forward. We'd only had two booked, and we we really wanted to do the the train tour, but the train is going down for refurbishment um, because of the Tron coaster being built, and there's no availability while we're there. So mm-hmm. we weren't that one. So my husband was like, "Well, we have to find another one." Yeah. <laughs> so we found we decided to do because we've done Keys to the Kingdom, and people say, "Well, it's just like a mini Keys to the Kingdom." But then I've heard other people say, "No, you see different stuff." So I'm like, yeah. "Okay." We're doing it. We're yeah. doing Marcel Magic Kingdom. So, and then we have a couple of um, special ADRs booked. Um, on my birthday, my husband and I are going to California Grill, which we've never been there before. I'm a super like meat and potatoes type of person, so I'm really looking forward to their huge ribeye. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> and then um, we also have like our one of our favorites is Via Napoli, so we're going there three times while we're while we're on our trip. Oh wow. Yeah, we 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 love some Via Napoli. <laughs> awesome. And, but I'm I'm really looking forward to California Girl. That some people either have like a love hate relationship with it, but we watch a lot of YouTubers and and um stuff like that. And everyone that we've seen has always had a positive experience there. So we're excited to try it. Yeah, we ate there on our trip in May, and it was wonderful. It was absolutely fantastic. Good. So good, good, good. Now, do you guys have the dining plan? We actually do this time. We did we did purchase it um, because obviously we're DVC, so you can't you don't have the option of like going during you know the free dining promotion or anything like that. Uh-huh. But we did decide to buy just because we are we are people that like to have that one nice sit down meal a day. Uh-huh. So we're fine with eating the quick service, you know, at breakfast and lunch or our typical kind of day. Like we we either have a snack for breakfast. And then like eat lunch and eat dinner or we have a quick service for the breakfast. And then we have, you know, we usually we typically do our sit downs for our dinners, typically. Mm -hmm. But um, we do have 
I do have two BR guest um, reservations booked, one breakfast and one lunch. So I'm excited to to try that. We have eaten at BR guest before, not since the prefix menu has um, taken over, but I'm excited to try it at different um, different times of the day. So awesome, yeah! And breakfast and lunch are such good uses of quick service credits, yeah. especially um, now that alcohol is included. Like mm-hmm. I was like, second, because I mean. My husband, my husband doesn't drink and my mom doesn't drink, but me and my brother do. And my friend who's coming also does. So it'll be nice to like, cause you always feel like, man, I would love one of those cool drinks that they have, but they're $15 or right. you know, $10. And so it'll be nice to have those included. And then it's just nice. Like we, we can never eat that much food. And that's, I always hear that's one of the biggest complaints that people have is that, well, it's so much food and it is, it's a lot of food, but you know what? We've never been told, um, no, we won't pack, you know, we, our desserts usually get packed up and taken back to the room. So, yeah. and even last year we're doing Ohana for dinner again this year. Cause my mom and brother have never been, we're doing it twice actually one while they're there and one while my friend Wendy is there. Cause we loved Ohana for dinner when we went um, last year and my husband, um, my husband is not a huge eater. Um, he had gastric surgery four years ago, so he doesn't have a big stomach. But they were like, oh, you're not eating very much. Let's pack you up some to go. So they literally, like his favorite thing was the noodles and the dumplings. And they took two um, takeout containers and filled them both with noodles and pot stickers for him to take back to the room. So. Nice. The other thing that you can do that worked well for me and my husband sometimes is with your, especially um, your table service credits that come with a dessert, a lot of times they'll let you swap out a dessert for an appetizer. That's what we've heard. And we're excited to try that this year because a lot of times you would rather share an appetizer, you know, than and if one person gets an appetizer, you could probably both share that. Exactly. Yeah. You share the appetizer and then you share a dessert. Yes, yes, yes. We definitely will be trying that this year because it just sounds like an even better use of the money. And appetizers typically tend to be more expensive than dessert. So you you get even more um, for your money, basically. Yeah. And then it's nice because you sit down and you're starving and you're able to get something to go ahead and snack on and take the edge off. So awesome. Well, great. Well, I know you guys are going to have a very long trip, but I can't wait to hear about it when you get back. No, I'm, you know, we we're super excited. We've been counting down for since our last trip and to think that we're six days away is crazy and (laughs) um, so exciting. I mean, we, you know, are I'm kind of crazy. Our flight leaves at 5.50 in the morning on Saturday morning. So Ooh. we will be going to Houston. We'll have Thanksgiving on Thursday, and then we will be going to Houston on Friday as soon as my husband gets out of work. Um, and then our flight leaves bright and early. But you know what? We are we are landed in Orlando by 9 a.m. on Saturday morning. So There you go. Full days. Full days. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I hope you guys have an absolute blast, and I can't wait to talk to you when you get back. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. Hey, Natalie, welcome back from your trip. Hi, Rachel. Thank you so much. I am excited to hear about it. It's funny because normally I want to hear all about the weather and stuff like that, but I was actually there for about half of the time you were there, so I knew exactly what the weather was like. Yeah, it was actually pretty perfect most of the time, especially especially for me. Um, um, I did live in New England for about nine years, so I enjoyed those cooler days that we had. We had about two spells of like, cooler weather. Um, and it really didn't rain our, um, our last day there, just this past Sunday, it poured from like 
eight o'clock in the morning till about one o'clock in the afternoon. But oh, wow. other than that, weather, yeah. I was like, well, at least it waited till our last day. But yeah. other than that, the weather was really good. Nice, nice. So you had a good long trip, slightly over two weeks. So I know that if we go day to day, um, it's first of all, I would be very surprised if you could remember each individual day of the trip. I know I had trouble with just seven days. Um, So what if instead of going day to day, let's just kind of talk about the parks as a whole. And we'll talk about each individual park and, you know, what were your favorite things you did there and dining and all that fun stuff. How's that sound? Sounds great. Okay, awesome. So let's jump in and talk about the kind of cornerstone of Disney World. Talk about your time at Magic Kingdom. What were your highlights uh, when you hit up the Magic Kingdom? So there were there were a good many highlights, I would say. Um, we did be our guest for breakfast and lunch uh, at different times during our trip. Um, and we really, really enjoyed their um, breakfast and lunch Um the breakfast so much that we were able to get a second reservation like the day before um, on the day before we ended up going. And um, so we did that. We did breakfast twice and lunch once, and it was really, really good. It was a really good value because we had the dining plan. It was a really good value for the quick service um, portion of our dining plan. Um, So that was really good. Uh, The Christmas party was really good. We did the Christmas party on the 27th of November um, it wasn't, it didn't seem as crowded as I had heard a lot of people talk about, okay. although it was crowded, um, and it was cold that night. So, um, but that was a lot of fun as usual. What did you do at the Christmas party? What did you kind of spend your time on? So mine and my husband's kind of plan of attack for the Christmas party, because you really can't do it all. Unfortunately, you've got to kind of pick a couple things and, and really focus on what you wanted to do. So um, his biggest thing was he wanted to meet Jack and Sally because Sally was with Jack for the first time at the Christmas party this year. Usually they're together at the Halloween party, but this year they were together at the Christmas party. So, um, we knew they started meeting early. Um, we are DVC members. So we were able to get into the, we were able to get our wristbands, um, at two o'clock in the afternoon. That's right. I forgot they added that perk for DVC members. Yes. Very nice because, uh, we had done a tour earlier in the day over at Epcot took the monorail over to um, Magic Kingdom, were able to get our wristbands, go to lunch. We had lunch at uh, Diamond Horseshoe, uh, which was really good. And then we already had our wristbands. So then from there, from lunch, we went over to Town Square Theater, uh, which is where Jack and Sally were going to be meeting. And we got in line at like 4.35, I would say. And they were already starting to meet at 4.30. Um, and it took us about an, about an hour and 15 minutes to get through the line. So it really wasn't that bad. Um, and then we also wanted to focus on a couple other, try to get a couple other character meet and greets. So we ended up meeting um, Donald and Scrooge over um, near the Storybook, Cir- Storybook Circus area. They were okay. like in the, um, we were going to try to do Mary Poppins and Bert. But I read online that there wasn't going to be a photo pass person there. So I kind of, that kind of bummed me out a little bit. So we skipped that one. Um, okay. but those were big ones. And then we focused on treats, <laughs> uh, especially because it was nice this year that they prepackaged all the cookies. So uh-huh. you could really kind of stock up on cookies. And we did just that. Yeah. And then we headed over to Main Street about 
right after the first parade had ended and hung out there until the fireworks. And then it was actually so cold that we, like, we hadn't prepared for it to be that cold that day. Mm -hmm. So my husband was in shorts. My mom, my brother was in shorts. My mom was in capris. I was in capris. No sweatshirts. So we actually skipped out before the parade. Okay. Which myself and my husband have seen the parade before, but my mom and brother had not. But they were kind of at the point where they were like, it's just too cold. We can't be. It's, (laughs) It's weird how you it's colder when you're standing still or sitting still for so long. Yeah. That's kind of what you have to do because you kind of have to pick your spot on main street and just camp there for a good while, you know, waiting for the parade. So, um, but oh, all in all, the Christmas party was really good. Now I'm, I know you said it wasn't quite as busy as you had been anticipating. Did you feel like that was true for the whole night that it was just less busy than you had, you had planned it would be? Yeah, and I think I think I had psyched myself out because I do watch a lot of, you know, YouTubers and stuff like that and I listen to a bunch of different um podcasts and stuff like that and some people had been saying that you know they're just they're overselling these parties, they're overselling these parties. And I on that particular night, I didn't feel it. We were at Magic Kingdom on another party day when people were already starting to come in and that one I could tell, I was like, okay, this already feels like more people than we're at our party. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that ours was not sold out. Um, so that could have been a difference right there. I don't know if it was just a random Tuesday that nobody wanted to go. I mean, well, obviously not nobody, but right. Uh, it didn't seem, it really didn't seem that bad. And I honestly, you know, the the meet and greets always take a while, but we had really good interaction with both Jack and Sally and Scrooge and Donald. Um, I was very, very, very happy with both of those um, meet and greets. So that was a lot of fun. Awesome. Okay. I feel the same way that you do that because we went on, we went to the Christmas party on our trip as well. And, Uh you know, I hear this was our first time going to the Christmas party. And I hear so many people who have said, you know, over the last year or so that, you know, oh, I used to love the Christmas party and the Halloween party because, you know, the park was empty. And these days, it's busier than it is during the day. And, you know, it's just miserable. And so I was expecting it to be just like wall to wall people. Yeah. And we didn't find that. I mean, yeah, it wasn't empty, but the, I mean, my husband and my daughter rode Splash Mountain with no weight and then got off and rode it again with, again, with no weight. Um, And yeah, uh, so it, it definitely, I'm the same way as you. I was expecting it to just be like crazy numbers of people, but it really wasn't anywhere near as bad as I was expecting. And I think it's all in what your priorities are, because honestly, if your priority is Seven Dwarves Mine Train, it's going to have a line still. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. It's the it's the hottest ticket in the park. So it's going to have a line no matter what. But we we rode some rides that night um, and it, um, we just didn't it didn't feel it just didn't feel that bad. Uh, my mom and brother concentrated on rides and they got a lot done that night. They rode Big Thunder, Splash, Seven Dwarves, Space Mountain, Tomorrowland Speedway, People Mover, and a couple other things they did that night. So they that's what they wanted to focus on was the rides mm-hmm. and not the characters. So they knocked a lot of rides out. Yeah. So awesome. Okay. All right. So that was your Christmas party night and you only did one party, right? We only did one party, but we also did the after hours at Magic Kingdom uh, last Sunday. 
And that it did feel like the part was dead in certain areas. I mean, there would, there could be stretches of sidewalk where, or concrete where you didn't pass another person. Um, so that was really awesome. Plus it's bottled drinks and ice cream and popcorn. Awesome. And this was at Magic Kingdom, correct? Yes, this was at Magic Kingdom because they do have it at all the other parks now, I think, except for Epcot. Yeah. But um, no, we, that was a lot of fun. The only downside to that was, is that two of the biggest rides, Space Mountain and Seven Dwarves Mine Train, were down for about an hour, hour and a half of those three hours. Oh, that's unfortunate. That was a bummer. So everybody, and unfortunately, Seven Dwarves came up like, I don't know, maybe 45 minutes before midnight because it was a, no, before 1 a.m. because it was a 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Um, event. And so everybody bum rushed it because everybody was probably waiting the whole night just to ride it. Right. Um, so we ended up waiting about probably about 30 minutes for that ride. So that was kind of a stinker. Okay. But other than that, it was, I would 100% do that again. I know you don't get the meet and greets like you do with like the um, Christmas party and stuff, but we, my husband had a backpack and we're like, hey, we paid for this. So I think we took home like eight bottles of soda and <laughs> my husband probably had about six ice cream sandwiches. And <laughs> so, you know, we, we, we took advantage of it, but I mean, you, that's what you pay your money for. So, yeah. If um, you had to pick between doing the Christmas party and doing after hours, I know, like you said, like, they, they're, they're different events and they have kind of different things available. But if you were on a trip that you could only do one, which one do you think you would do? I think my answer would be different than a lot of people because I've done the Christmas party before. Like, so I would pick after hours. I mean, it's a little bit cheaper because we do get a DDC discount. Um, So it was cheaper, even though it was only three hours, we could get into the park at seven. So that was really six hours um that you could use that ticket for um and i know there's not characters but if you want to focus on rides like if you're on a short trip and you can't get all the fast passes you want for magic kingdom do an after hours because you're going to get them all done as you know unless there's technical difficulties and stuff like that but yeah you will get done what you um what you want to get done now, obviously, if you've never been to a Christmas party before, I'm going to say Christmas party because it's just it's just magical. I mean, you can't beat that parade and you can't beat those fireworks. But if you've done if you've done the Christmas party, heck, do the after hours. That's what I would pick. Yeah, I think after hours, too, if you're on an adults only trip. After Hours lets you minimize your interactions with kids. I, I put out an episode yeah. um, about trying, you know, if you're going to Disney as adults, you know, whether you have kids and love them to death or don't have kids or can't stand them or any of the above, if you're there just as adults, you don't want to be surrounded all the time. And After Hours gives you the chance to do that. You know, not that there aren't kids. Yeah, most parents aren't going to sacrifice sleep for, um, you know, paying $100 just so that their kids can be exhausted the next day. Right, exactly. We were exhausted, so yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine little kids, but yeah, yeah. Now, did you get to see Happily Ever After? We did. Uh, I want to say we saw it three times over our trip. Oh, wow. Now, uh, had you seen it before yeah. this trip? I, my husband and I had nobody okay. else that we went with had seen it. Um, 
I had shown my brother like a YouTube version of it because I was like, you just he just couldn't understand how I was so in love with the show. And he's like, it's just. <laughs> I was like, no, you don't understand. It's the most amazing thing you're ever going to see. And um, so I can't remember what night we saw it on, but one of the nights uh, we saw it and. Afterwards, he was like, that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I said, I told you. I told you. Um, so that was one night while they were there. We saw it another night while my friend was there. And then my husband and I watched it. Now, I say we watched it, but we watched it from the Top of the World Lounge, which is the DVC lounge at the top of Bay Lake Tower. Okay. Um, we watched it from there. So that, you really can't see the projections. You can kind of make them out. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do pipe in the music and you can't see all the fireworks. So, um, I'll count it as three. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So then, um, you had mentioned several rides that you were really excited about before you, um, before you left, you'd mentioned Jingle Cruise, Splash Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, Seven Dwarfs. Did you get to tackle all of those rides you were excited about? Yes, definitely. And we did most of them multiple times. I want to know all of those multiple times. Yeah. Multiple times. So nice. Success. <laughs> and it's nice when your trip is that long because you're able to kind of spread out your fast passes to use them on these different things. Yeah, definitely. No, very cool. Okay. You mentioned be our guest. Was there any other dining, either table service or quick service that you did in magic kingdom that was remarkable? Honestly, no. Nothing I was overly disappointed with. I had kind of a mediocre expectation for Tony's and I really didn't care for it. Okay. Um, and I kind of think a lot of people are like that. They either love it or they, or they don't. Yeah. It wasn't, it just wasn't, our waitress was phenomenal, but there was nothing spectacular, spectacular about the meal. Um, Diamond Horseshoe was good. They had changed the menu. But again, it wasn't spectacular. Okay. Be Our Guest was definitely the standout there in terms of food at Magic Kingdom. Yeah. And far as as like sit down. I know Be Our Guest is is a quick service for breakfast and lunch, which is when we did it. Um, But just in general, that was kind of, that was our best one. Yeah. I do feel like for quick service, Magic Kingdom on the whole, their food is pretty unremarkable. I yeah. mean, Be Our Guest is good. Columbia Harbor House is good. Um, Pecos Bill's good. But, you know, most of the rest of it is like chicken tenders yeah. and cheese pizzas. We had, yeah, we had Pinocchio. We went to Pinocchio's Village House one night. That was unremarkable. I didn't go to Casey's this time, which is kind of crazy because I love their corn dog nuggets. Uh-huh. Uh, but I didn't, we didn't get over to Casey's. And so, yeah, yeah, I would agree with you. Uh, we're not fans of Columbia because we're not seafood eaters. Mm. Um but um, everybody that talks about it loves it. But yeah, there was nothing other than be our guest. There was nothing over the top remarkable about the food there, except for the snacks. I Magic Kingdom has some really good snacks. My husband could not say no to a ice cream sandwich from the plaza, mm. or the, or the Mickey waffle with strawberries and whipped cream. Um, Where is that from? That is at Sleepy Hollow. Okay. Yeah. So they have the they have the waffle that has like the Nutella. And the fruit on it. Uh-huh. And then they have I always a get that. Spicy chicken sandwich one. But those are not snack credits. But then they have a Mickey shaped waffle that is a snack credit that just comes with, well, they put powdered sugar and they put a whole bunch of strawberries and then whipped cream. And it was delicious. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Awesome. Very cool. Well, it sounds like you guys definitely were able to take good advantage of your time at uh, Magic Kingdom. Yes, definitely. I, yeah, I, there's not, there's not anything at Magic Kingdom that I didn't do that I wanted to do. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, let's talk about Epcot. Yeah. Epcot's my favorite park, probably because that was where I did my, my college program at. But unfortunately, I think it was the park we spent the least amount of time in. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, which was which was kind of weird. It tended to be a park that we just hit when we could. I mean, we had fast passes on certain days, mm-hmm. um, but it didn't seem, I don't know, that's, I wish we could have spent more time at Epcot. And unfortunately, the last day that, it, that I was talking about that it poured, that was, we had fast passes that day um, for Epcot. And one of them was Test Track, which of course they don't run in the rain. Mm. So they canceled it and gave us um, gave us one of those multiple experience um, fast passes that uh-huh. you might see sometimes. But then it came back up. So we're like, oh, well, we're going to use it. So we get in there and then it goes down again. And uh. I'm, like, I'm like, no, <laughs> uh, but we did. We did get to ride it. So. Um, so, again, at, at um, Epcot, there wasn't anything that I didn't get to ride that I wanted to ride. Um, we didn't do mission space, but. I'm not a mission space person. So yeah. uh, my mom and husband did want to ride it and we had a fast pass for them for it. Um, but for some reason, the day that we went, they were only, I, see, I don't know how this ride works because I've never been on it. Um, but I know they have the two sides, but they were only running one theater in both sides, I think, or okay. something. I don't know if they have multiple theaters. I don't know. But the fast pass line they said was going to be like 45 minutes. Oh, wow. That's there. crazy. They're like, no, it's not, you know, it's not worth it for that. So, but we did do a tour at Epcot. It was the, the future world undiscovered tour, which was really awesome. Our tour guide was phenomenal. Her name was Ray. If you ever do a tour and you get Ray, you're going to have a really good time. Um, That was phenomenal. We did get to go on test track during that tour. We did test track and spaceship earth. Yes, those were the only two we did during that tour. Um, but it was a very good tour. How well how so how long is that tour? That is a I wanna say it's I wanna say it's a four hour tour. Okay. It could be three and a half, but it was I wanna say we checked in at like eight or eight fifteen and we were done by like twelve thirty. Okay. Twelve forty five. And what, so you said it's, it covers future world. Is there anything in particular? Is it kind of the history of future world? You know, how does, how, what does it really cover? So she said that her mission for that day was to show us how, how close they are to Walt's vision of what he wanted for Epcot. Okay. So it was to prove to us that even though it's, because she said that, and I didn't know this, Epcot went through nine revisions as they were building the park, as oh, wow. they were designed building the park. So it went from what, because Walt, he did, he wanted it to be a living, breathing city. Um, and it was going to be built first if Walt would have had, if he would have lived longer and would have had his way. But his brother, Roy, being the businessman, and this is all stuff she told us, and I, I might have known some of this in the back of my mind, but it didn't click. And, you know, Walt was like, we're going to build this city, but then the people are going to want a vacation kingdom to go to, but we'll build that later. And then Roy's like, uh, no, we're going to build a vacation kingdom <laughs> to pay in order to build this city that you want to build. Um, so she was, she said that was her mission was to help us see how, 
it really is still Walt's vision of what he wanted Epcot to be. It may not be the city he wanted, but his ideas um, about technology and about the future and about, um, she kind of, she put it into the perspective of right brain versus left brain. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if you walk, if you walk into future world and you have, um, you have your right brain. Yes. So right brain would be going towards like the land and the seas and imagination. So that's your creative brain. And you, you can see that that's your creative brain. That's, you know, imagination. Hello, that's creativity. Um, if you look at the shape of the buildings, the land is the land building pavilion is shaped like a volcano. Walt was fascinated with sea life and under the sea stuff. So that's where the seas come from. And even how the planters and the seats are all very circular in that side of um, future world. And then you walk over to like the mission space test track side and everything turns to more angular because that's left brain. That's your mathematical. Mm. So it was kind of, I mean, she really got into it. And then it was, it was a lot of how um, the reason Epcot has so many sponsorships because we've always like, you know, Siemens sponsored illuminations and spaceship earth for forever. Mm-hmm. I think Kodak sponsors imagine the imagination pavilion. And she said that was kind of Walt's idea because he was he wanted that World's Fair feeling of things. And that's what the World's Fair was about. All these different companies sponsoring things to show off. So we got to go into three um, lounges that used to be. Well, one of them is still because um, HP still sponsors Mission Space. Mm-hmm. So we got to go into the HP lounge. That's like backstage behind Mission Space somewhere where I think it it overlooks the queue. Um, we got in, we got to go to the Siemens Lounge that used to be used by Siemens employees. And that okay. was kind of above Spaceship Earth. Well, not above, but in Spaceship Earth, around Spaceship Earth. And okay. then we also got to go to the one that was at the seas. Um, and I can't remember who used to sponsor that one. But okay. it was all very cool. Plus, you got a couple of rides out of it, too. So it was a very good tour. Very neat. Now, did you get to see the candlelight processional? We did. Uh, we did have the dining package, the candlelight processional dining package. So we had dinner at Via Napoli, and then we went to the 645 showing. Uh, Helen Hunt was our narrator. It was very good. I have I had seen it twice before, um, myself and my husband. Um, my mom is, uh, me and my mom both really love Christmas and Christmas carols. Um, so she really, really, my brother said, my brother said it was good, but he wasn't like, it wasn't something he would probably do again. Okay. Um, but my mom and I were like, oh my gosh, it's the best thing ever. (laughs) Uh, It was really good. It was really good. How far ahead of the 645 show did you actually line up? So (laughs) I am a very timely person. I do not like to be late, but, um, our dinner at Via Napoli ran very, very long. And so normally they said they start letting in people about 30 minutes early. So which would have been Mm 615. We didn't leave via Napoli until 618. And I remember that because I was like, oh, my God, they're going to be letting people in. I'm not going (laughs) to get a seat. I'm not going to get a seat. So I was probably driving my mother and brother and husband crazy because I was power walking. They're like, I don't know how you're walking this fast, but I was like power walking. And they had they had already let the dining package people in to be seated. Um, so my seat, prob- our seat, I should say, was not as good as I would have 
originally hoped for. It was still a very good seat, but that was a little bit of a bummer because I know that people, because when we passed, when we passed the, um, the line going to our dinner, there was already, so that would have been at like 4.10, there was already a line for the five o'clock show, which doesn't seem that bad, but it was a long line already for that five o'clock show. Yeah. So, and the standby line was crazy. <laughs> yeah, those standby lines were every night. It was just insane how many, how early they lined up. Yeah, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Did you feel like it was worth it to do the dining package? I do think so. Just because I don't want to be waiting. I don't want, because you could, you technically could be waiting in that standby line from the early to middle of the afternoon and you still might not be able to get in. So I would rather, and we, we picked a place that we knew we loved the food from. So Mm -hmm. that wasn't an issue. And we had a really good dinner and we had a very good waiter. So it really, it, it was a really good experience all in all. And I got good seats out of it. So no complaints. I would, if I do the candlelight, if we do the candlelight processional in the future, I will always want to do a dining package. That's just, that's just my personal preference. Okay. And then did you get to spend some time exploring the festival of the holidays? So not as much as I would have liked, like I was saying about Epcot, it kind of seemed like it was a park that we just hit when we could, we did our fast passes, but then we kind of just hit it when we could and it wasn't enough. Now I'm kind of a picky eater. Nobody else that I went with is I'm kind of the pickiest one, but I didn't besides the sweet offerings, I didn't notice anything in particular that I was just like, Oh my gosh, I have to try this from Mm -hmm. all those booths. So I don't know if that's how other people might've felt too, especially if they're picky eaters. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of the sweet things sounded very, very good, but I will be honest and tell you, I did not have a single thing from a single booth at Festival of the Holidays. Okay. So it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. I, there were probably a couple of sweet things that I would have tried, but that's the other thing with a dining plan is you're eating so much food that um, you just, you're just not very hungry for those middle of the day snacks. Yeah. Like you might eat otherwise. So yeah. But yeah, I would have. My, I think the only thing my husband had was poutine and it wasn't one of the, it was at one of the booths. It was at the refreshment port and it was on their festival of the holidays menu, but it was just the regular one. It wasn't any of the special ones. Okay. So I think that's the only thing we got from all of the festival booths. Okay. All right. Yeah. And then did you get to ride Soren and living with the land? Yep. Uh, Did both of those. I want to say we did Soren three times. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Yes. Three times. Because I had a fast pass. And then because we got on test track with the tour, my brother and mom were like, no, let's do Soren again. So I was able to get another Soren fast pass um, the day of, which was pretty cool. Nice. Um, and then rode it once while my friend was there as well. Okay. So awesome. we did that three times. And I want to say we did Living with the Land twice. So. All right. Anything else remarkable from Epcot that you want to mention? Um, I can't think of anything other than Via Napoli, as always, was absolutely wonderful. Um, we went there. We had it originally scheduled three times during our trip. Uh-huh. And we ended up, my husband was like, you know what? We know we love it, but let's just, let's do something else that we haven't done. So we switched out one of our Via Napoli nights for Raglan Road. Okay. Uh, Disney Springs. Uh, which was a good choice. It was very good. Um, but Viennapoli is always just a really, really 
good experience. And we actually had quick service at the Liberty Inn in the American Pavilion. Okay. Um, and it was very good. It was not what I, my brother got the shrimp and he said they were very good. And my mom got this foot long hot dog with bacon, macaroni and cheese on it. And that thing was delicious. <laughs> All right. I have to admit that delicious wasn't the first word that came to mind. So I'm glad to hear that it was actually very good. Yeah, it actually was. And so my mom had it during her stay. And then we ate there again when my friend was there and we split it. And it was it was just a really good hot dog. So nice. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, let's talk about Hollywood Studios. What were your highlights at Hollywood Studios? I would definitely say Toy Story Land. That was a highlight just because none of us had experienced Toy Story Land. So it really was a highlight. It was um, especially because because of the weather, because of the weather cooperating and being cooler on the days that we went there. Yeah. I could very easily see how the people that went there during the summer would have burned to a crisp. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because there is no shade. Um, there's very little shade. But we did do Slinky Dog and Alien Swirling Saucers twice each. Now, were you able to... Passes. Okay, I was going to say, were you able to do that with fast passes? Yes. Yep. Um, I scheduled it that way. So once with my, so my husband and I wrote it twice. Um, so once with my mom and brother and once with our friend. And we did Toy Story Mania once. Um, because um, one of the day, the day that we were there with my friend Wendy, um, the line for everything, I mean, I know it's bad because it's, it's recently opened, but the line for Toy Story Mania was like 65 minutes. And I was like, no, I'm, yeah. not. <laughs> I'm not waiting 65 minutes for a, for a game basically. So, yeah. um, but Slinky Dog was faster than I thought it would be. And it was just a really good ride. And I, I liked the alien swirling saucers too. I thought it was really cute that they had like the techno Christmassy music playing, uh -huh. um, during it. But, um, I really, really enjoyed Slinky Dog. It was a, um, as much as I like Seven Dwarves um, in Magic Kingdom, Slinky Dog is what I wish Seven Dwarves could be. Yeah. In terms of like legroom, just in size of the cart, you know, of the of the vehicles, because like I, I think I've mentioned, I'm a bigger girl, so Seven Dwarves is tight. I mean, yeah. my legs just. I mean, I'm I'm like I don't know, squeezing my legs as hard as I can squeeze them, and they're still uncomfortable in that Seven Dwarves cart. Um, so Slinky Dog provided that in terms of space, uh -huh. and it was a good length coaster. I think Seven Dwarves is way too short for how long you're going to wait in that line for. Yeah. Um, and Slinky Dog seemed to be a really good combination of of length of ride, speed of ride, um, cool little those bunny hops, the ones where it's just like whoop whoop whoop. Those were a lot of fun. Uh huh. So yeah, I really really enjoyed Slinky Dog. Okay, very cool. So what about, um, you were excited to hit up Tower of Terror. Were you able to do Tower of Terror? Did that three times. Nice. Uh, I love Tower of Terror. And um, it's always fun to go on Tower of Terror with people that you don't know because you don't know how they're, how they're going to react. Uh -huh. uh, so one of the times we were on it, there, was a, there were two ladies sitting next to my friend and I. And they had never been on it before. And she's like, well, does it just take you up and drop you? And I was like, I can't tell you. <laughs> she's like, well, I need to know what to expect. And I'm like, you're going to have fun. And so, you know, it was one of those ones where you went up first. And so she wasn't expecting that. So we went up and she's like, oh. And then we went down. She's like, oh. So it was really funny to like <laughs> to her to her experience it. Um, but I, I love me some Tower of Terror. So um, that was a lot of fun. Nice. Are there any other rides at Hollywood Studios that you're a particular fan of? Well, there's not much, is there? <laughs> there's not, no. 
everybody else in my party loves rock and roller coasters. So they all went on that. My husband probably did that about four times in total. Oh, well. I feel sick to my stomach just hearing you say that. Yeah, it, it's become one of those rides for me. I love roller coasters. Um, I really do. But it's become one of those ones that I'm kind of a one and done with it. And I didn't I didn't ride it at all this trip. I just kind of was like, the fast passes were always a little too close to when we had eaten. And uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm just going to skip it this time. So yeah. uh, we did do Star Tours, which I was not anticipating. But my friend that uh, went with us, she's a huge Star Wars fan. And so the line was like, 15 minutes one day when we were there so we went we did that um and it was actually I remembered getting a little motion sick and I don't typically get motion sick but I remember it being worse the last time I was on it and this time I really didn't have a problem with it and I did like um because I think they changed out some of the scenes recently mm-hmm. um and it I really enjoyed it it was good it was good and then um we did one of my favorite things at um Hollywood Studios um is the frozen for the first time in forever frozen sing-along uh-huh um and we did that twice while we were there once with my mom and brother and once with my friend um and that was a really big highlight but i don't know if you pay any attention but there's one guy that does the show that's absolutely hilarious he's one of the ones that plays sir eric or just eric um and he's absolutely hilarious and he has a big following on is this ben i think is his name ben. Yes, it's Ben. And uh, he has a following on Instagram and stuff. So he posts when he's going to do the shows. Uh-huh. So we would go to Hollywood Studios and I would look at his Instagram. And he'd be like, shows at 3.34. And I was like, oh, we're going to. <laughs> and my brother, what is wrong with you? It's just a person. I'm like, you. I was like, you just have to go see this show with him doing it. Mm-hmm. So we did. And everybody, everybody had a hilarious time. It was so much fun. Yeah. And then did you get your 50s primetime meal? We did, and that was very good. The food was very good. Our waiter was very good. Um, he wasn't as over the top as I've seen some of them be, um, or that I've heard some of them being in the past. Which um, might be was, a good thing. Yeah, I, it could go either way, depending on what you're wanting out of the meal. Yeah. Um, my husband um, just had water to drink, but he had some of those little like packets of... Um, you know, those little like crystal light packets that you can add to your water. Uh-huh. So the guy brings him the water and the guy walks away. And then my husband adds the stuff to the water and the guy comes back. He's like, that's not what I gave you. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, my brother like wanted another drink or something. He's like, why don't you talk to him? He can make it disappear. <laughs> so it was kind of, it was pretty funny. Um, but the food was good. It wasn't, um, I wouldn't say like remarkable. Oh my gosh, the best thing I've ever eaten. Uh, but I had the, I had the fried chicken. Uh, my brother and my mom had the sampler and my husband had the fried chicken and all of our meals were very good. So it was overall, it was a very good experience there. All right. Then let's talk about the last park, Animal Kingdom. What were your highlights at Animal Kingdom? Uh, Definitely for me, Everest, um, because that is my favorite ride. Awesome. On all of, in all of Disney World. So Everest, I think we did that. A total of four times. Me and oh, my husband. wow. My, uh, my friend was like a one and done with it. Um, but my brother and my mom, we got them to go on it twice. So, yeah, four times altogether because one time my friend didn't ride. And definitely we had not experienced uh, Pandora at night. Okay. So it was a highlight. I really did like seeing all the like bioluminescent um, plants and the stuff on the ground. Um, so that was really cool. I think I had mentioned that I – 
um, one of the only rides at Disney that I would probably want to ride that I can't ride is Flight of Passage. Uh-huh. Um, so I didn't do that, but everybody else that I went with did, and they all loved it. So I'm sure they would say that's a highlight for them. And then the uh, both of the shows, the Festival of the Lion King and the Finding Nemo, the musical show, were all awesome. Okay. Did you get to do the safari? We did. And with both sets, so we did the safari four times because with both sets of people that we went with, I wanted to do a morning safari and an evening safari. So the evening safari with my mom and brother, a white rhino stopped right in front of the truck and we were like stuck there for probably 10 minutes or so. Uh-huh. And it was right where the lions are as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, that was very cool. But all of our safaris were were very good. Um, the last nighttime one that we did with my friend Wendy um, was not as eventful. And she was kind of like, she was like, well, we didn't see very much. And I was like, well, you kind of just have to, I guess, with, well, you never know what to expect with a safari because they're animals. Right. Um, and they can do whatever they want to do, pretty much. But she was, I think she was a little disappointed in the nighttime safari. But I thought all of them were great. And we had very good um, safari drivers for all of our safaris. Awesome. Now, did you do Rivers of Light? We did not. Okay. I think I had mentioned that it just didn't. And my husband and I were the only ones that have seen it out of the people that we went with. And my mom asked about it, I think, once. And my friend asked about it, I think, once. And we're like, look, it's not that, <laughs> it's not that spectacular. Unfortunately, there's other – there's many other nighttime spectaculars, you know, I would rather watch happily ever after six times than (laughs) give it up for rivers of light. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. You know, I forgot to ask, did you watch illuminations when you were at Epcot? Yes, we did. We watched it only twice. I wish we would have seen it another time. Um, especially because it's going to be going away. Um, but we did, and we did for one of the viewings, we did do the fast pass, um, section for it. Okay. So that was kind of cool. It was very loud <laughs> where we were. Um, but that's kind of how Illuminations is because the fireworks are right there in the middle. Right. It's not like at um, Magic Kingdom where they're kind of shot off from a distance for the most part. Um, mm. But yes, we did see Illuminations. And okay. then at Hollywood Studios, we did see Fantasmic, but we did not see Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. Okay. All right. So then back to Animal Kingdom. You mentioned that you had Yak and Yeti and Tusker House reservations. How did those go? So we ended up giving up our Tusker house. We had a meal at homecoming with my mom and brother. We had eaten there before, but for some reason, my husband this time was like, oh my God, that's the best fried chicken I've ever had in my whole entire life. (laughs) You must eat here again. And and our friend, he's like, uh, Wendy has to experience this too. So we ended up trading our Tusker house for another reservation at homecoming. Gotcha. Okay. So didn't do Tusker house. We did do Yak and Yeti, which was very good. Um, everybody was very satisfied with their meal. My husband stayed on the Asian side, whereas my friend did an Indian dish and I did steak and they were all very, very, very good. Nice. Any other remarkable dining at Animal Kingdom? Yep. We also hit up Flame Tree Barbecue, which I hadn't had since my college program. And I will tell you that that pulled pork, mac and cheese, and those pulled pork and cheese fries are delicious. They're so good. I love flame tree. So those were your, your park days. And then I know you mentioned homecoming and Raglan road. So it sounds like you spent some time at Disney Springs. What, how often did you actually head to Disney Springs? Do you remember? 
I want to say it was probably close to a half a dozen times. Okay. Either for either for dinner, we hit up the Christmas tree trail two or three times, I want to say. We, let's see, we did homecoming twice. We did Raglan Road. With being, we were at Saratoga Springs for nine of those days. And um, so with being so close in the evening, if we were tired and didn't really want to spend too much time in a park, or Magic Kingdom was closing early because of a party or whatever, we just kind of migrated over to um, Disney Springs. Oh, we did the Edison. That's right. We did the Edison and Maria and Enzo's and all of our meals. Maria and Enzo's was probably the least fantastic, but all of them were very good. Okay. Awesome. But what was it about Maria and Enzo's that was, that made it the least exciting of them? You know, it just, we, and we did hit it. We had like a nine o'clock reservation. So it was kind of, I don't know if I would have liked it more if it would have felt more upbeat in there. I don't know. It was kind of a, it was a very cool vibe to the um, restaurant because it's kind of themed like a 50s airport. Okay. So it's really nicely themed, but it just, nothing was spectacular about it. I had, I I want to say this again, I had a lot of steak um, (laughs) because, you know, dining plan, you're going to get the most, one of the most expensive things. Um, so I did have steak, which it was good, but my husband and my friend both had pasta dishes and they said they were good, but they weren't, my husband would have rather had via Napoli. So gotcha. You know, awesome. Anything else at Disney Springs? Did you do any shopping there or anything? Of course. Uh, (laughs) World of Disney. I really like the new, um, the new layout and kind of style that it's in. Uh Uh-huh. We spent a lot of time in Walt Disney, in the Marketplace Co-op, in Art of Disney, the Star Wars store. But yeah, we did a lot of, oh, and the Christmas, uh, the Once Upon a Christmas, or Days of Christmas. I can't remember what it, exactly what it's called. Uh-huh. But we spent a lot of time shopping down there. So it was, it was nice. That was probably where we got most of our, we didn't buy a ton of stuff, but my friend uh, was very interested in doing a lot of shopping. So She found a lot of stuff there at Disney Springs. Very cool. Now, I wanted to go back. I was looking through my notes, and you had mentioned you were going to do several tours, and I know you talked about the um, Undiscovered Future World one. Uh, What about Marceline to Magic Kingdom? How was that tour? That was very good. Um, I I don't know if I had mentioned, but we had done the Keys to the Kingdom tour in the past, And a lot of times people always say you kind of do the Marceline one first and then you graduate to the Keys to the Kingdom tour. Um, And so we didn't know if we would kind of feel like, oh, this is all just redundant um, information. Mm -hmm. Um, But we didn't feel that way at all. Um, Our tour guide's name was Michael. He was very good. It was more talked about Walt, you know, just how, I mean, the man had a lot of failure in his life. Yeah. (laughs) And the, and the fact that he just kept going and knew what he wanted to create. And this is what we have, you know, 60 years later at Disneyland and uh, 45 years later at Magic Kingdom. Um, it's kind of remarkable that he just didn't give up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also remarkable that his brother, even after him passing, didn't give up. And then I think I think uh, his brother didn't last too much longer after Walt died either. So it's kind of remarkable that it has become what it has become. Um, but we did get to see some behind the scenes stuff with haunted mansion, which was very cool. Awesome. Get to see how they do one of the effects in the, the ballroom scene. Uh huh. We did haunted mansion and we did carousel of progress because it was kind of, again, kind of showing how 
you know, there are only two attractions at Walt Disney World that hold Walt Disney's name, and it's Walt Disney's Tiki Room, and it's Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. So it was very cool. Um, he talked to us throughout the whole um, Carousel of Progress um, presentation, just kind of pointing out things that you might not have noticed, some hidden Mickeys that you might not have noticed, but just really how, I mean, I think I had realized it before, but you really were seeing um, this family just go throughout this, you know, 100, well, 80 years, because the last scene is technically in 1980. Mm -hmm. Uh, But a lot of good kind of inside information, some stuff I didn't know, some stuff I did know, but I'm a Disney nerd at heart, so there's (laughs) stuff that I know that some people might not know anyway. So, um, but overall, very, very, very good. Um, I would definitely recommend it. You... I want to say, did we get a pin with that one? I can't remember. You usually get something, mm-hmm. but it's escaping me now if we got a pin or anything from from that tour. Um, and then our other tour, the last tour that we did was the Yuletide Fantasy Tour, which was more about how they prepare the parks for Christmas time. Um, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, we had two very festive um, tour guides. Um and it was a lot of fun. We got to see the, it's called the Holiday Services Building, I think, which is where they store all of the decorations. Okay. And that is insane. Meticulously <laughs> um, organized. And we got to see some of the, because right now all the Christmas stuff is out in the park. So a lot of the stuff that was there was like Halloween stuff. And got to see some of the people working on like how they kind of refurb the Halloween stuff for the next year, you know, uh-huh. making sure that all the leaves are good and the Mickey pumpkins look good and stuff like that. And then we got to see the floral department, okay, which was in another building, which was really cool because it smelled really good. Number one. Uh-huh. Um, also the place where they, um, where they do like the gift baskets and stuff. Um, so when people call and say, Oh, you know, I want to put together a gift basket to have it sent to our room for my daughter's birthday or whatever. Um, got to see all that. And then the last stop on the tour was at Disney Springs where we got to do a private event at Amaret's Patisserie, where we got to decorate a gingerbread Mickey cookie. Fun. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, I am, I, my mom and I cookie decorate. Um, we have a little business on the side. So um, I was, kind of, my, my husband was like, you do this all the time. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so it was, it was funny to see everybody's uh, variations of uh, decorating a gingerbread cookie with uh-huh. Royal Life. So, but it was a lot of fun. Nice. Very cool. Did you do anything else at any of the resorts, any other meals or exploring any resorts or anything like that? Um, We ended up doing, we ended up getting a reservation for beaches and cream one night and that was a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, The beach club. We had never been there before and it was just one of those nights where we kind of just wanted like greasy diner food. Uh That's exactly what it served up. Um, well, actually, me and my friend, my husband had a patty melt, so that's greasy diner food. Um, but my friend and I both had the turkey club, and it was they were both very, very good. Um, and then their ice cream is killer. We don't know how. We didn't even, nobody finished their um, their dessert that night. Uh-huh. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. We did Ohana at the Polynesian twice. My mom and brother loved it. My friend was not that impressed. Okay. But we loved, my husband and I loved it both times. Um we did do Trader Sam's Grog Grotto there at the Polynesian while we were there, um, which is like the tiki bar. Uh-huh. Um, and that was a lot of fun. 
the uh, the walls are interactive, and so that was a, a lot of fun and some very good drinks. But it is, a, and it's a small little place, and it it could be standing room only, depending on you know. But we got lucky; we got in there, and there were these two guys sitting um, at this one table, and there were two chairs across from them. I was like, "Hey, is anybody sitting here?" And they said, "No." So we ended up getting seats, which was which was nice. Um, I think we ended up having we shared. My husband and I ended up sharing one drink, and then we each had another drink. So nothing crazy, um, but they were all very good drinks, and the fact that. Certain ones that are in souvenir mugs are interactive. They do crazy things. The bartenders are kind of crazy. Um, it was a lot of fun. We did do some resort hopping to check out decorations. We made sure and hit up the ones that we really wanted to see. Um, we had a reservation at Boma for breakfast, so we got to check out Animal Kingdom Lodge. Okay. Which I love their tree. We hit up the Grand Floridian a couple of times because um, I love that gingerbread house uh-huh. and that tree. Um, we went to Wilderness Lodge, um, and then of course we saw the carousel at Yacht and Beach. Mm-hmm. And then we were at Saratoga Springs and the Polynesian. So besides that, I don't think we hit up any other any other resorts. Okay. Well, speaking of your resorts, let's talk about how your stay was. So you were at Saratoga Springs first, and then the Polynesian second. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. What was your overall impression of Saratoga Springs and the deluxe studio you had there? So overall, I thought the property, the resort itself was beautiful. It's a very quiet resort. So it was nice and quiet and peaceful and it was beautiful. The rooms are definitely dated. I want to say that it's getting ready to go through like a, I've heard that it's going to be going through a refurbishment and I can understand why because it is dated mm-hmm. it was probably the hardest bed I've ever slept on on, on Disney property oh. um, not the most comfortable of beds um, and my mom and brother were on the pullout because we were in a studio with four people uh-huh. my brother does a little more complaining than my mom does but they <laughs> both sucked it up and dealt with it because they were getting a free room at Disney right um, so definitely dated um, it was good size very good shower. <laughs> I love water pressure. Um, so that was very good. But overall, if it was just me and my husband, I would probably stay there again. But if it was us with anybody else, if we had to do a studio again, I probably wouldn't do it. The room was a little too small for four people. We were kind of on top of each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we are four adults, so it'd be different if it was if there were some kids there. And I honestly think the resort's a little too big and too spread out for me. Okay. It, we did have a rental car the first week that my mom and brother were there, and that was a lifesaver because we – so it was good and bad. We were we stayed in the grandstands section of the resort, which is the first bus stop. Like our room, we literally had to walk down one flight of stairs and out a sidewalk, and there was the bus stop. Okay. So great. But you had four other stops at that resort to go through mm. before you went anywhere. So if you were trying to get anywhere in a hurry, you probably weren't going to get there on time. The buses did seem to come right, you know, regularly like they say they are going to. But those last couple of days that my husband and I were there by ourselves when my mom and brother had left and we didn't have the rental car anymore, I was not the happiest with the transportation aspect of getting around the resort and getting to the places we wanted to go at. Yeah. So then the Polynesian, what, is that your home resort? The Polynesian is our home resort. Okay. And I'm very happy with that because I honestly, I mean, 
from the moment we walked in, I was like, okay, this is what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> we did not have, uh, we did have a standard view. So our view was of a parking lot, mm. but I don't care. I'm yeah. at Disney. It was, we were on the first floor, which was nice. And we were like the second door in from the entrance. So that was nice. We were one of the closest buildings to be able to walk to the TTC. Okay. So that was nice. Um, so, of course, our walk to the grand, great ceremonial house was a little bit longer. But overall, that resort's not that big in terms of how spread out it is. So it nothing was a, a bad walk at all, except for on that last day when it poured and we were trying to maneuver everything. Right. But I loved having the two bathrooms. Um, so a studio at the Polynesian for DVC has two bathrooms. It's kind of weird because it's not two toilets. It's two showers and two bath, you know, two showers, two sinks, two bathrooms, but only one of those bathrooms has a toilet. So kind of interesting, okay. but still very good. Um, especially because when we were at the Polynesian, we were with my friend. It's different when you're with your family, you know, it's okay if you're a little more on top of each other, but the room at the Polynesian did seem bigger. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think if I were to look up square footage, it actually is bigger. So it didn't feel like we were as on top of each other. We gave her the bigger bathroom, which was the one with the toilet, but it gave her more space to kind of have all of her stuff out and get ready in the morning and stuff while we could be in the either our bathroom or the main part of the room kind of getting ready and stuff. So it worked out very nicely to have those two bathrooms. But I I loved the feel of it. The only thing I didn't love was that on our last day, housekeeping was knocking at 830 in the morning. Ah. <laughs> I'm like, What? I'm like, is that a knock on the door? I was just, I was literally just waking up because we had a, we had a very late flight. Our flight didn't leave until 945 at night. So we had a full day planned. So we had planned to kind of sleep in a little bit, just get our stuff checked into the airline at like, I think we ended up checking our stuff in at 11 and it closed, you know, the airline check-in closes at noon. Uh-huh. So we, we weren't in, like, we didn't have to be up at five o'clock that morning. When housekeeping came knocking at 830 in the morning, I was not the happiest person. Yeah. But they- <laughs> They were fine. You know, I said, we're, I said, we're not going to be leaving for a while. She's like, okay, I'll come back. And then the other thing was, is that I had to call guest services uh, twice because we had to be at Epcot for, for the Yuletide fantasy tour one of the mornings. And I called, so I asked somebody if the, oh, that's what it was. Disney called me the day before to remind me about some of the rules of the tour, because this was going to be in backstage areas. Um, you had to, because you were going to be in a warehouse, you had to wear closed toed, closed heeled shoes. Mm. They're kind of going over a, a couple of things. And they're like, make sure you give yourself plenty of time to get to Epcot in the morning. And I said, well, do you know if the monorail is going to be running? Because typically it only starts 30 minutes before the park opens, I think, or so I had been told. And she's like, it should be running, but call your, call your resort front desk. By the time that I called, I think it went to like a call type center, gov guest relation. Yeah. So the guy that I get tells me, no, it only starts running 30 minutes before the park opens. So that's going to be at 830. And we had to check in at 845. I'm like, okay, that's not going to work. And I said, well, can we take, um, I said, well, the buses, because when you're at the Polynesian, there are no buses that go to Magic Kingdom or Epcot. Right. You either have to boat it or monorail it to Magic Kingdom and you have to go to the TTC to get to Epcot. So I said, well, how are we supposed to get, you know, I knew we could uber lift or minivan and we did do that um during our stay but he couldn't really give me a straight answer so i was like whatever so we planned to get up earlier than we even wanted to get up and my husband's like why don't you call one more time and see if you get a different answer i'm like well, what's that gonna do me it still doesn't give me you know 
But um, so I called and I got this lady. She's like, no, 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 it's running. I'm like, are you sure? Are you? <laughs> and she's like, yes, it's running. So we get there. It is running at the, at the transportation and chicken center. It started running at 730 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I wouldn't have had to worry. We got there in plenty of time. I wouldn't have had to worry if they would have all been on, you know, kind of all knew what was going on. So that was a little bit disappointing. Yeah. Other than that, it was great. So based on this trip, what one tip would you give to a first timer going to Disney World? Honestly, plan, but don't be over the moon or, you know, totally upset if something doesn't go 100% to plan. But I would say my number one tip is to plan. Make the best use of your fast passes. You know if you're staying on property that you get them 60 days in advance. If you're staying off property, you get them 30 days in advance. Plan, you know, if you're going at certain times of the year, like during Halloween or Christmas times, you know Magic Kingdom is going to be closing early on certain days. So know those things and plan it. Plan plan where you want to be on certain days. And then if if all hell breaks loose after that, then at least you were in the right park on the right day. But I would say definitely just plan, but not be, not be sad if things change. Because they do. You get tired. I mean... Look, we were there for 16 days. I, I need a vacation for my vacation. Uh, <laughs> we got home uh, yesterday, which was Monday, um, at about 2 o'clock because we stayed in Houston over overnight and then drove home yesterday. And I got home and I was like, I just want to sleep. I didn't want to <laughs> do anything. I just wanted to sleep. So just realize that you're going to be exhausted. And, to you know, we took a lot of breaks. We took those midday, those midday breaks. We were okay with that. So, yeah. Awesome. And do you have a return trip in mind for the future? So we do. Um, We are. uh, But the next trip is going to be we are doing just four days at the park because then we are going on a cruise. So we do have our home resort of the Polynesian booked for next October. Um, We will be there for four days and then we're going to be on a six night cruise. Awesome. Is that a Disney cruise or a different cruise line? It is a Disney cruise and it's our first cruise ever. Nice. Very fun. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and telling us all about your trip. I am very jealous that you were able to take two weeks there, but I have to admit that, yes, I can I can definitely feel that you would be just exhausted after those two weeks. Yes, it was. Like I said, I wouldn't change it for the world. I don't plan on going for two weeks in a row anytime soon, but give me a few years and I might not be opposed to the idea. <laughs> and it was it kind of was like two separate trips because we were going with different sets of people. So all in all, it was a lot of fun. Um, we were all exhausted, but it was a lot of fun. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you so much and have a great night. Yes. Thank you too, Rachel. Have a good night. All right. Bye. 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 Big thanks to Natalie for coming on the show this week. Um, Before I end, just a quick reminder, I am still taking trips for late spring, summer, and fall of 2019. So if you have an upcoming trip to Disney World, Disneyland, or a Disney cruise, and you'd like me to consider featuring your trip on this show, just head over to tothemouseandback.com slash submit to send me your trip info. If you're selected, I'll contact you about four to six weeks before your trip to schedule the pre and post trip interviews. That's it for this week. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at mouseandbackpod. Please rate this podcast or leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the show, but most importantly, have an awesome week. Bye.